London and the South East. And that also creates a sense as, of as a country, we're not all in it uh, together. If you look at America, you've got the old Rust Belt, an area that traditionally might have supported the Democrats, but what they call the white middle class is there. We would think of these people as working class, perhaps. Um, you know, turning against the Democrats who they felt did not really understand them. And, you know, voting for somebody who in many cases you'd think encapsulates the opposite of of what they would want, a billionaire demagogic character in, in Donald Trump. But interestingly, they felt that he understood their problems better than Hillary Clinton, who they regarded as a bit sort of snooty and as elitist. And they don't regard a billionaire or multi-billionaire Donald Trump as elitist. And that's a lot to do with language and identity. And again, there's a big part of the book that is about trying to understand the complexities of who we think we are, because it's not just economics which is driving us to rebel against the establishment. It's also a sense of on the part of millions of people that who they think they are is being assaulted. And so do you think, taking the Brexit vote, for example, that that was more a rebellion than a real desire to leave the EU? What you have to look at in the case of the Brexit vote um, are multiple groups of people. So, of course, uh, there, you know, there was and is a hard core of individuals who have never um, felt comfortable with a membership of the EU, think that it is an assault on their sense of what it is to be British, don't like the fact that laws are made collectively by 27 governments or 28 governments, including us, it will be 27 when we go, by 28 governments. Um, uh, and, and they see that as an assault on um, an idea of sovereignty, which they cherish. Um, then there is, you know, a, a, a significant number of people for whom, yes, I do think that the vote was a more general protest against the way that things have been run for years because, you know, they do not feel that their lives have got any better for years and years and years. And all the statistics also indicate that they're right, that their living standards have been under um, severe pressure for years. And for some of those people, the vote for Brexit was a vote that simply said, enough is enough. You know, you know, you, 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 you who have been running things, um, you know, you've got it wrong. You haven't been doing it uh, for us. And it's very important in that context to recognise that the Brexit campaign did focus on hope. Um, you know, its, its slogan that £350 million a week would be available to fund the National Health Service of course, has been widely attacked as being, in effect, a lie. But it was a lie that captured something that people wanted to hear, which is your public services, in particular the public service that matters to you more than any other, will get better if we leave the EU. Now, putting to one side whether or not that was a fair or dishonest claim, it was a message of hope. On the other side, the campaign that was... Um, trying to persuade us to remain in the EU, 
That was a campaign based on fear. It was a campaign that said, if we leave, we're all going to get a lot poorer. Now, if you are somebody whose living standards have been in decline for years and are not very high in the first place, it's not very frightening to be told that things are going to get worse for the country as a whole because you think, well, you know, uh, things are pretty terrible anyway. And, 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 you know, so fear didn't really work with those people. What they wanted was politicians, you know, whether, you know, whether honestly or not, um, you know, offering them a better life. And that, you know, that was the difference between Brexit and Remain in the campaign. One was offering hope and one was offering fear. And the British people are fed up with fear. They want hope. And um, the last bit of the title, How Do We Take Back Control? Yeah. Um, who, who are you thinking should take back control? Well, all of us. I mean, you know, let's be, you know, many people would, um, I'm sure, see me as part of this sort of hated elite which, have been, which has been rejected. And, you know, I absolutely take the view...